in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I can't figure you out sometimes, Liz. Well, because you come around here touting your veganism, which is fine. And at the same time... Go vegan for the animals. Yeah. And you bring around your nutritional fish food, nutritional yeast seasoning. Nooch. The nooch. Nooch sounds like a fucking Paulie Shaw nickname for his ball bag. (laughs) It's the newt. (laughs) No, because people want a mouthful of the (laughs) nooch. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people to get stage time in the 80s had a mouthful of the nooch. (laughs) His mum ran the comedy store. Ah, no career is worth that. No. No career is worth that. <laughs> You're not going to enjoy showbiz when we finally get into it then. Oh, my God. Lots of nooch in that mouth. Well, I was going to say, like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm, I'm worried that I'm facing the consequences for eating a comedian. Because <laughs> my tummy feels we- funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. That's better than half the open micers in this town, so congratulations. Oh, yay. Oh, my God. No, like... You know what? I think I think that's how we stop um, like people like Weinsteining, like Paulie Shore. More people I don't think Paulie Shore for the record. I don't think Paulie Shore ever Weinsteined anyone. Well, well no, but do you know what I mean? Like if you want to play in this club, I'm just saying. <laughs> just I'm just I'm just going to suggest, okay? I don't want to give anything away, but we might be doing uh, just to give you a little bit of a little bit of a Sprinkle, yeah. A little bit of a sprinkle for our next week's episode. Yeah. We might be touching in on one of my all-time favourite action, horror, sci-fi, Kurt Russell films. (gasps) And in it, in the movie, it talks about a particular scene where he has to fight a particularly large gentleman. Yes. And in that scene, the particularly large gentleman was a little bit excited and pumped up on the crowd. And so, you know, obviously when you're, you know, Hollywood fighting, you know, you pull your punches, you don't actually put any weight behind your slaps. No, because you don't want to kill Kurt Russell for a start. Exactly. Yeah. This gentleman kind of forgot this because he was a bit excited, a bit amped up by the crowd. And he was a pro wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of got a bit excited in front of the uh, film cameras. And our hero may have genuinely been getting slapped around a lot. Wow. It wasn't until our action hero star gave a polite little tickle to the balls (laughs) of the wrestler. Just gave him a friendly little... Oh. (laughs) He then brought him back down. It's like when you flick the ear of a dog. You're like, what? (laughs) Wow. And he calmed down and they could thus film the scene appropriately. Yeah. So, because that's the thing about those old school wrestlers. It was pretty legit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying that's the that's the next thing. It's, um, you know, just let's put a little bit of fear in it. Sure, I can put your balls into the mouth. But just so you know, I want you to sign this waiver. <laughs> um, occasionally I have this tick where I may at any moment bring my teeth together and start gnashing. Well, luckily for you, a lot more people in the showbiz industry are women these days. Yeah. Yeah. So it applies to clit. Nobody wants to lose a clit. No, they don't. A clit! Le <laughs> clit sounds like the name of a French politician. Le clit. Yeah, Francois Le clit. 
I was going to say it sounds like a freedom fighter. <laughs> they will never find me. <laughs> no. no man will ever find me for I am Le Clit. <laughs> the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't feel, I don't like my they clit being called the Scarlet Pimpernel. Hey, they seek him here. They seek him there. <laughs> they cannot find him. <laughs> Oh, I've got a bit of a scarlet pimpernel at the moment. Oh, ingrown hair. Oh, Jesus, I don't want to know. Do you want to know about the first time I got an ingrown hair? Are you talking about in your hooch? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my, well, I've kind of given away the punchline. But, okay, so I was I was very young and naive. Yeah. Very young and naive. Uh, it's like 18. Just broken up with a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in the shower. It's like, you know, late at night. It's like two in the Two in the morning. I'm just, I'm just having a shower. Yeah. Uh, before I go to bed. Broken and Hill. That was a luxury. No, no, no. This is, this is. I was in the big town by oh, eighteen. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm just having a shower, getting ready for bed, and you know, I'm in the shower, just you know, giving, you, giving yourself a you mm-hmm. know, clean and everything. I feel a lump. I feel a lump down in my lady parts. Oh no! Just to the side of my lady parts. Your lovely lady lumps. My oh, it was. This was not a lovely lady lump. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that bastard has ruined me. It's gonna oh, be something no. horrendous. Like it's it's gonna it's like oh my god. And I'm just like oh because oh. I obviously never had a lump in my in my lady parts like before. And I'm yeah. like oh my god, this is like just 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 off center. Yeah. Just off center. And I'm like oh my god. I'm crying. Okay. Yeah. So I make the first mistake. I get on the internet. I Google it. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it's all these horrendous, like, open sores and yeah. pictures and blue waffles <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, ah! I am sobbing all night long. And it just gets redder and angrier as the night goes on. Like, I can actually feel it pulsing. Like, I'm like, ah! I cry all night long. I get the first bus into town okay are you like going to see like a vet like like in those like a mafia film they can't see a real doctor you've just got too much shame you've got to go no, see a vet no i looked up i found where was the closest like public health free facility because yeah. i'm like no respectable doctor is gonna their <laughs> their whore alarm is gonna go off yeah it opened at 8 30 a.m which is the earliest i've ever been awake in my life okay i catch the bus in i am like a junkie out the front of the clinic like come on man come on man i gotta see the duck man i gotta see the dog still bawling my eyes out i go in i need a doctor <laughs> take me into the doctor what's happening i'm like ah, i'm sullied she gets me and she gets me up on the props, okay? And I'm like, you might want to look at it. It's hideous. She gets me up. Legs akimbo. I'm crying. Less than three seconds. She's just just pops her head down, pops it back up. That's an indigrown hair. You can put your pants back on. And I'm like, what? And I'm still sobbing. And I'm like, I am sure. And she's like, I can get a second opinion. Yes. <laughs> So she has to go out. She brings like another like doctor. He comes back in. So now, because oh, when she when she said it, the other nurse just sort of leans in. <laughs> well, I'm just up. And she's like, mm. the other like doctor comes in, literally like half a second, and it was like, yes, I confirm that was an ingrown hair. And I'm just like, Wah-hair! so you've come across as some weirdo who's got a kink of just showing their vag to just, doctors. Just yes, and they're like, oh yeah, she clearly has a. But I kind of feel bad because I. No, good, I want to say. I Actually, I feel good because I feel I gave them the prettiest looking vagina they got to see all day. Because it's, it's a public health clinic. They're usually not nice. Are you saying the there. poor have unattractive labia? 
No, it's a sexual health clinic is for everybody. That's every man, woman is, is equal in the sexual health clinic. <laughs> you really need a trophy. Prettiest pussy at the fucking public fucking chlamydia shop. Miss Pretty Pussy. <laughs> I, I won Miss Pretty Pussy Clap Shack 2020. <laughs> but that was the first time that I discovered you could get Clap an ingrown hair. Shack. <laughs> Clap Shack. Clap Shack. Clap <laughs> Oh uh, my god! So yeah, so that was that was a very interesting. Like I literally just stayed up and cried all uh, night. <laughs> you itchy after sleeping with a sailor. <laughs> you gotta get yourself down to the club shack. <laughs> oh my god! Don't forget your jukebox money. More, more merch. Oh my god! So yeah, that was that was my first. Ex- I didn't get them very often, thank God. Okay. But I still remember that first day because it was like the most like just going from talk about going from hero to like zero to hero in like <laughs> half a second. <laughs> oh my! I'd never heard of anyone getting an ingrown head there before. Uh, well, apparently it happens. I remember having a very strange discussion with a former boss of mine who just took me out for coffee one day, I and mean, she just wanted to bond. So she was in her she was in her early fifties. I was maybe like twenty five. Did she show you her ingredients? No, no. She we just we were just talking about stuff because she wanted to know what life was like for me at home and all this. So clearly she was concerned. <laughs> yeah, tell us more, Johnny Depp, about your own life. <laughs> anyway, she then just divulges and she just goes, "Oh, we've just bought this." And this is before anyone knew what it was. She goes, mm. "We've just bought this new four K TV. It cost us like ten thousand dollars, and my husband uses it to watch porn." And she said, "It's it's horrible because everything's in super high definition." <laughs> She said it looks like, it looks like watching someone fuck unprocessed chicken because of all the oh. giant I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, lady. I thought we were here to talk about my welfare. Yeah. Thanks for the insight. Oh my lord. Yeah, okay. it's one of those things where she came out to listen to me and I became therapy. Oh my husband, he goes and sees sex workers. Oh fucking okay. I guess it's one of those things. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, you've got to slap person to get them out of their hysterical. One way you make a person who's like, Oh, my life is shit, tell them about your husband's porn addiction. Yeah. Takes their mind off their worries for a while. It does, yeah. It's brave. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unconventional technique, but I, I salute your efforts. Took your mind off your worries, though, didn't it? It did. It's true, though. Like, 4K is not porn's friend. No, no, absolutely not. Like, there, there, there are some things where you're like, I bring back the majesty of a home camera. I like the quaint storylines of old porn. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah? I do. <laughs> like plumbers, no, pizza that, deliveries, no, that, that kind of thing. Those cliches never happened. It was always, I run a very busy secretary service. Please come and work in my secretary service. By the way, five o'clock, drinks time. Who wants an orgy? <laughs> or, I'm a nun. We are going to fuck other nuns. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just like a factual documentary. Pretty much. You know, for anyone on the History Channel. We are cheerleaders and we need money to get to Dallas. <laughs> Let's fuck people for money to get to Dallas. Oh, okay. You know, these yeah. days it's just, I'm on meth, are you on meth? Let's fuck. They will <laughs> give us more meth. <laughs> oh my God, it turns out we are related. Let's <laughs> fuck. Oh, it has truly ruined people. I am stuck under a coffee table. I am stuck in a dryer. Okay. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember... Okay, back from, you know, people that you meet along in your life. Yeah. Um, 
met this guy who back in the day when porn, you could only get porn on VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Okay, for, for all the kids out there. There's the story that a lot of people don't know. The war between Betamax and VHS and porn chose VHS. Yeah, somebody watched Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I knew that before Tropic Thunder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when you could only get your porn via VHS, yeah. um, he had a job uh, with the federal government. So that's where all the big money is. Of course. Ching, 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 ching. And his job was to watch porn all day. All the porn? All the porn. In his office. Okay. They had like a special room, a special porn room. Yeah. And he had to sit there and it was his job to watch porn to make sure that there was uh, obviously no rape, no bestiality, no incest, or I guess anything against the parliament of the day, <laughs> um, your political party. Yeah. And so that was that was his job, just to make sure that there was nothing inappropriate. I guess all the porn was family friendly. <laughs> no, family friendly was one of the things they had to rule out. Um, but yeah, that was his job, to watch porn all day. So we all think of like, oh, you know, the new technology, isn't it great? You've literally cost a man his job. Yeah. You know, just sit back and think about that horn pub, <laughs> pub horn. What are they? Horn pub. Horn, what am I Horn pub? Horn pub. You know what? We just you fell into my trap, perverts, because everybody who just started screening porn hub <laughs> on the at bus the stereo, yeah, <laughs> we've just outed you. You fell into my trap, <laughs> and soon you'll fall into my dryer. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> See, I could write porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No, there's no writing. It's- yeah, it's um. Oh, what, what do you think is, Oh my god it's, You can even get You get like alien and space porn these days Oh yeah it's amazing Yeah um, You made me Oh my god You forced me to watch the predator porn That was disturbing That was pretty sophisticated though Wasn't it? No, no There was a lot of technical inaccuracies Which Really just made me angry You saw a yacha getting it though Didn't you? <sighs> yeah Fuck, ostensibly this is a horror podcast. We just prattle on bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Basically, this is 15 minutes of bullshit. Well, I'm just saying, if there's any porn you'd like us to review, any good horror porn... <laughs> Come up with one. We should be aware of. Vladimir with. Puta. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that <laughs> then that invasion would just fail. Oh, no. Nobody likes a failed no. invasion in the bedroom. <laughs> just see him put and get pulled out by a tractor. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. Um, are you putting me on the spot here? I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for like sci-fi porn. Um. Yeah. I'll give you a. Uh, do you want me to just give you a sci-fi series? The oh, the the throb instead of the blob is just like a blob, but it throbs. Oh. It just climbs on you and throbs. Oh, I've been in a relationship with that before. <laughs> Don't talk about Lou that way. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're poor long-standing girlfriend. <laughs> okay, well, I've got the throb. What have you got? I fucking, I don't know. Um, there's got to be something. Oh, God. All right, well, we'll ponder this. If you've got any porn ideas, let us idea. Well, because I'm, I'm pretentious when people are like, what's your favourite movie? And I'm like, I can't say the thing. I can't say the thing. It's got to be something artistic. Can't say the thing. <laughs> Can't be Robocock. There you go. Ah, Robocock. There you go. (laughs) Bit of horror, bit of sci-fi. Yeah. Where the rapist gets stuck in a dryer. (laughs) Look out. 
Doesn't shoot him in the dick. He brings out like the extra spiky attachment. <laughs> that his hand opens up and that spike comes out that he uses for the computer. Oh. Yeah, take that. And we'd all cheer. Huzzah! And it would still be a parable about neoliberalism and Reaganomics. Oh, it really would. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. And because you get. Oh my god. You can still keep all your jokes about the you know the two three hundred sucks. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Bixby Snyder. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to come up with some like. Uh, Porn covers. There has to be sci-fi porn covers. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Star Trek: The Next Penetration and all that sort of shit. I told you that one exists. That one's actually very good. Don't. Okay. Don't diss it. You know, he does a very good uh, Captain Kirk impersonation. Okay. Yeah. Although, again, it's Captain Kirk in Star Trek: The Next Penetration. I just find it very annoying. What about Silent Hill? Violent Phil or something like that. Okay, you know how they say there's no such thing as a bad idea? Yeah, there's a bad idea and I yeah, just recorded a, it. Yeah, there's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, talk about capturing a disappointing moment. This is going to get fucking tendered as evidence in the Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Heard's going to be like, no. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Say what you will about us. We've never shat on someone's bed. Because <laughs> she took him to 21 Dump Street. <laughs> Oh my god, how long have you been holding that in? <laughs> Since 1987. Oh my god, that's fucking gold. <laughs> gold! Oh my god. Oh, well, you know what else is out of this world? Clonk. <laughs> Uh, we we need two podcasts. We need a shit talking podcast, and we need a podcast where we do the thing we do that we're here to do. <laughs> Look, oh my god, this is our porn. We do the thing. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do the thing that you came here to do. Cheers. Oh my god, you were the best thing about doing the thing. It could like adapt, <gasps> like as you were doing it. Oh no! Yeah, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's like Marina Bakarin, and then halfway through, it turns into a dog, and you're like, <laughs> you're like not again! Fuck! And that's when your wife walks in. <laughs> this is not what it looks like. <laughs> this is not what it looks like. Twenty minutes ago, this was Amber Heard, <laughs> and then it turned into a turd. And the dog does a shit on the bed. It still is Amber Heard. <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's the latest thing. Have you heard? Like everyone's ha- heard of Elf on the Shelf. The latest is heard on a turd. Oh no! <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still say if the throb doesn't exist, somebody needs to. The make throb that needs to be good. Tremors. Oh, there needs to be like a tremors. Hummers. <laughs> Thank That's you. pretty good. I'm going home. That's Thank pretty. You. I found the ASN. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, everything's the ass end if you're brave enough. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. We need some structure in our lives. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> this week, would you believe? <laughs> no. We are going out of this world. Out of this world. Now... The world seems to have cycles where it gets really carried away by UFOs, little green men and aliens up above. It's every day for me on UFO Twitter. 
and some really capture our lust for the unknown. And with pink lights, gay abandon, and vibrating furniture, this story is sure to tickle your green bone. (laughs) Yuck. I've got our next porn right here. Oh, my God. (laughs) In this week's episode of Betty and Drayson and the Voice of God. Or the early Betty gets the worm. Oh. (laughs) Or Betty and the Jets. Oh, nice. Dude, if you're getting your green bone tickled, you need to go to the clap shack. (laughs) That's definitely not an ingrown hair. (laughs) That's if you don't get your ingrown hair treated. I'll be honest, this is the nicest pussy I've seen today. Dead or alive. You know, I, I really feel they should have given me a little gold star. They should have. Popped a little gold star on it. Or put me on, like, the Hall of Fame. <gasps> Do you think they have a Hall of Flame? Oh. Just for the really burning ones? Wow. Yeah. Like a comedy club, you walk in there and it's like, these are the most famous snatches we've had here. Yeah. You see this diseased cock, you're just like, oh, oh shame worn. That was... Oh my god, he was like, was it Quentin Tarantino's character in um, uh, Cherry, the, uh, what's the one with Cherry, um, the you know. The fuck are you waving your script at me for? The, the Grindhouse, Death Planet Proof. Terror. Oh yeah. Planet Terror, there we go. And he plays the soldier, remember his dick drips off. That's right. Yeah, that's for the clap shack. <laughs> Get that, <laughs> just by God. I reckon the clap shack also sells pizza, i got a feeling. Problems folding your slice. Oh. Come see us at the club shack. Oh my god! I got penicillin and a slice. <laughs> New York style pizza with LA style medicine. Oh my god! That actually sounds like a great night out. I, I reckon that sounds pretty. That's a good, good date. Yeah, it's a good date. Take your girl to the club shack. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Responsible and tasty. No one's stealing the napkins from that place. <laughs> I got clean at the clap shack. Finger licking good. <laughs> oh my god. You could just, just take it, just rip off a little piece and just put it on your little ingrown hair. Oh, so your vag looks like Norman Gunston. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Just the, I think I've got one brewing now. Oh. Sorry. Ow. Ow. Yeah. And I've got a funny tummy. I'm, not, I'm in the wars, I tell you. I'm you in are. the wars. Oh, Lord. But anyway, where were we? Back with Betty and the Jets. Okay. Now, a television program was aired in the United States of America called The UFO Incident. That's pretty specific. <laughs> Which went into detail about the ele- alleged abduction of Betty and Barney Hill by aliens. Oh, the famous Betty and Barney Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. The program was a success and created quite the surge in reports of people claiming alien abduction. Yep. There was such a renewed interest in the subject that the National Enquirer in America offered the sum of $1 million that would be paid to anyone who could provide absolute definitive proof of aliens. Yeah, of course. Or a tidy $10,000 for the best UFO story the public could provide. <laughs> Either or. It's a pretty know. sweet deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Betty's experience had actually occurred 10 years previously. Only she and her father had vague, foggy memories of the alien abduction, which she put aside for 10 years. Until Betty went for a session of regressional hypnosis, when she said the full account of the ordeal came back to her. Okay. So now, 10 years later, Betty would write down the story of her ordeal and post it to the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer never responded to her letter. Motherfuckers. Betty next saw an article in another newspaper in which the founder of the Center for UFO Studies. Now, who was that? Was that fucking... Ah, sorry, I can't remember his name. Dr. J. Allen Hynek. That's the guy, fucking Blue Book. Yeah. (laughs) Literally my next... Fuck's sake. (laughs) Had discussed alien encounters and put a call out for those who would experience contact with aliens to... Well, to contact him as well. Yeah. Basically. The doctor was inundated with responses from people all claiming an encounter with aliens. Yeah. So it took some months before the doctor found himself at Betty's door. The doctor was very excited by one aspect of her encounter in particular, and that was the fact that Betty claimed to have a corroborating eyewitness, her father. Okay. Which a lot of people don't have to their alien abduction. Yeah, almost no one. Yeah. Um, which I find very suspicious. Well, Travis Walton was the most famous, I would suggest, mm-hmm. abductee in terms mm-hmm. of eyewitnesses. Mm. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. How come no one gets abducted at the ball game? I'm just saying. Why do we only have drawings of Jesus? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Either he's camera shy or he's like, he is like not as attractive as the pictures would suggest. <laughs> he's still fucking duck, duck face it, you know? Oh my God. Did you see, was it in, in Italy? The Vatican made a uh, television channel pull a series about Jesus off television. No. No, this is a true story. Okay. Um, this is not, this is, like, it's a true story. It was you had me at the Vatican made someone pull someone off. <laughs> it's not your local parish. <laughs> no. You know why? Why? Because Jesus was too fit. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, seriously, they. You, I should show you a picture of their Jesus. Like, seriously, I saw him and I just fell to my knees and started wanking. Like, he was so hot. You would do it that's, as well. That's the problem. You were just like, rrr, 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 wank for Jesus. Like, <laughs> if like Jesus looked like that, there would be world peace within a day because everybody would be too busy having a twank to bother with a tank. <laughs> put down the tank, put up your twank. <laughs> Honestly, he was so fit. And he was like, he didn't just have like a six pack. He had like a, he had the full carton. Like he was so ripped. He was so muscly. Yeah. And like his little loincloth was just hanging <laughs> off him like a little stripper gram. Oh no. And everybody was like, damn, Jesus. <laughs> Should we call you towel rack? <laughs> oh my God. That's a weird way for you to be uh, crucified. Nope. Nope. That's your penis. <laughs> It's your penis. He's just got it over his shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, you would have been stabbed with the spear. That's that's your penis. That's that's Jesus's penis. Um, yeah, they made him. They made it to uh, uh, put it away. So in a vault somewhere 
is uh, ridiculous. I reckon the Vatican's just got it for their private, yeah, private viewings for the truly devoted. Yeah. Oh. I can hot Jesus, man. That's Unre- how you get people back into religion. Unrealistic standards of messi- messianic beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't have Insta Jesus. <laughs> we need everyday schlub Jesus. About, no, that's Buddhism. Yeah. Like, we're just old and fat. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a religion I can relate to. <laughs> the cause of all suffering is desire. <laughs> and I desire you, therefore I suffer greatly. <laughs> Oh my god! I can just imagine like hot Jesus like doing his service service on the mount. Oh, I can service me on the mount. You want to walk on water because fuck, I can see you're wet. <laughs> Jesus walking over my knickers. Oh. I'm going to call you the Red Sea because I'm going to part you. <laughs> oh. I can feed five thousand people with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah oh, hot jesus i'd re- i'd get i'd get back into religion for hot jesus you are the most venal person i've ever met what you you want a, a god that you can wank to well it's better you, than a, well what's better a god that i can wank to or a god that i can like wank kids off to that's a fucking stretch. Yeah, well, that's the Catholic Church. I'm just saying, wouldn't you rather we were all wanking for Jesus? Like wanking ourselves for Jesus than like picking on kids? But have you ever been so unhorny you've gone for a kid? That doesn't make sense. No, I'm uh, I'm trying to say about Catholic priests. I know what I know what they're like. I went to a Catholic school. My school principal is in jail. <laughs> I'm just saying, what's wrong with, you know, a god you can Nothing. I'm just saying that perhaps that's maybe a slightly selfish motivation. If it it gives the world peace, you know, who are you to like, you know, like if if the hungry are fed, do you really care where annoying Barry went? True. You know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway. All right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a problem solver. Maybe the true lessons of the Bible are that you should learn to wank to ordinary people. Ew. <laughs> Have you seen what the fuck we look like? Fuck, you know, especially two years after a fucking pandemic, we have all given up. We have officially given up. Oh my god, nobody's wanking to us. How do you even know you've got ingrown hair? You clearly haven't been there for a while. Oh. I'll tack them away. It's behind a museum drop. rope. No, it's just it's just because that's the thing with an ingrown hair, it's that the angry, just throbby. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's there. It's like it's like that little when your phone is flashing to say you've got a message from someone you're ignoring. You're uh, like, Ugh. but it just keeps flashing to annoy you. You need to find your joie de vivre again and go stick your legs up in the stirrups at the clap shack. <laughs> <laughs> Stop thinking about horny fucking god. Horny fucking Jesus, I tell you. Oh. It just it'd be. Can you imagine if he just walked into the Ukraine? All the Russians just dropped. Like, just drop to their machine guns and just started... Blah, 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 blah. That'd be beautiful. You'd be like, oh, we don't know how this miracle is happening, but yeah, we support it. Your idea of a miracle is watching thousands of soldiers jerking off. Well, it's better than blowing up a... Yeah, it is better than blowing up a children's hospital. Yeah. I would have thought the miracle would be they just turn around and go home. Do they really have to self-pleasure themselves? Well, of course, all they're doing after that is, like, having a nap. <laughs> Going home, having a shower, getting some pizza. War done. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I know how to defuse a global crisis. Good work. That's the fucking best high school fucking debate I've ever, <laughs> I've ever heard. Everyone keeps talking about, oh my God, you know, we can't solve, you know, like the Israel-Palestine situation. Put me in charge for a minute. Holy fuck. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, holy Jesus. Thank you, hot Jesus. Oh, you you're going to change the West Bank to the... Wank Bank. The best wank. <laughs> fucking hell. Come down to the wank bank at the clap shack. Ah, woo! Keep your hand on this 1985 Toyota Corolla for your chance to walk away with $5,000 cash. Well, this limited edition mug of hot Jesus. Oh, fucking deposited by Jesus himself. <laughs> mm. <sighs> I would deposit to the church every Sunday, I tell you. We have wasted 32 minutes on this. Hot Jesus. <laughs> you should just call this episode Hot Jesus and come back to Betty next week. You started. <coughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, so the man with the blue book came to see Betty and her alien. Just having some ventilant. <sighs> oh, my God. Hot Jesus. Seriously, he would just put his hot dick in your throat. Cure your asthma. If that was going to end world hunger, I'd do it. I'd gob a god. Mm. We are wasting so much time at this point. We need to get out and do a live show. We need an audience. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So, yes, he's very excited because she says she's seen an alien, but she's got a cooperating witness, yeah. which is which is her father. Okay. Um, so, Dr. Allen called in Henry J. Edelson, who was an expert in regressional hypnotism. There would be 14 sessions spread out over April, June, and July of 1977. And this is the encounter they uncovered. Okay. Betty's husband was involved in a major car accident and was in a serious condition. That evening on the 25th of January, 1967, Betty, age 30. Yep. This is important. So this is 1967, age 30. Age 30. Okay, 10 years prior, so she's 30. Went home to be with their seven children. Okay. Seven children by 30. This is the 60s, though. That's not that wacky. Get out. You've been doing too much swinging in the 60s. Like, <laughs> calm that shit down. All right? You know why your husband had a car accident? Fucking exhausted. He was probably just trying to get a nap in. He was trying to get some fluids. Oh, my God. Yeah, blacked out from dehydration. Oh, my God. So, yes, yeah, so she was home with her seven children. And a cock like a tapeworm. Oh, God, I tell you. Ugh, just crying. Yeah. Is your cock crying? Two-dimensional and segmented. <sighs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, so she was home, seven children and her parents. Betty was a devoted Christian. Hello. And she set herself to prayer to pray for her husband's recovery. Good work. At around 7 p.m. that night, Betty was in one room in prayer, her father in another room. He remembers removing his socks. That's pretty specific. When the electricity cut out. Okay. And the whole house fell into darkness. But not for long, as a pink light beamed in through the kitchen window from outside... Nothing will stop the Mardi Gras. This is the 1960s. Nothing that gay was out at night. Betty's... Well, yeah, it's not San Francisco. No. Betty's dad went to the kitchen 
He slowly looked outside the kitchen window and then he saw a group of small creatures that he would describe as... (laughs) You're going to love, Dad. His words. Okay. Halloween freaks! (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty succinct. Just there in the backyard. (laughs) It's a great name for a band. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. I love this. This is is the best sentence ever. (laughs) One of the creatures turned its attention to the house. Sexual attention? And the creature and Betty's dad's eyes met. (laughs) Betty's dad said that the alien's eyes made him feel, quote... Kinda queer! <laughs> At that moment, Careless Whisper started playing in his careless head. Careless Whisper. <laughs> never gonna dance again. And then Betty's dad blacked out. How convenient. We've all accepted a drink from that one sketchy guy at a gay bar. <laughs> what happens in the kitchen apparently stays in the kitchen. Betty said that the lights then turned on again. She saw her parents and her seven children all standing there motionless as if in a trance. Betty says she was frozen on the spot. She watched in terror as four of the creatures walked through the back door. And when I say walked through the back door... Right, you mean like Terminator 2 style? Like... Yes, yeah. Terminator 2 through the door, um, in through the door and walked towards her. The beings were about four feet tall and were dressed in skin-tight blue uniforms. I'm not convinced this isn't a Mardi Gras float that's broken down. It's pretty good. So it's tight blue <laughs> We're uniforms. airline hostesses. <laughs> With a small white dove insignia. And big black boots. 100% this is a Mardi Gras flight. 100% pink light making them feel kind of queer. Oh, for, for our American listeners, by the way, when we refer to Mardi Gras, we're not talking about the southern states celebration of pagan culture and yes. jazz music. We are talking about the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in yeah. Australia. Yeah, the gay for, pride. Yeah. For the massive gay pride parade. Yeah. Which is strange for such a homophobic country that we have a huge gay pride parade. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The biggest one is in Sydney. Woo! It's like, I guess Sydney is our San Francisco. Yeah, but more cunts. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> now, but for little creatures with big black boots. Yeah. Meant for walking. <laughs> they didn't actually walk. No. As the creatures just seemed to levitate across the floor. That's why they got those thick hips. <laughs> walk. The creature's heads were large and round with almond-shaped eyes. The tall alien, who had previously locked eyes with Betty's dad, introduced himself to Betty. That's oh, good. you got to make friends with, the, with yeah. the kid, you know, of your boyfriend. Yeah. His name was Quasgar. 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 <clears throat> Pretty sure I've used that to unclog a sink. <laughs> <laughs> At first, actually, when I was reading this story, I'm like, how did she know it was a he? But then I remembered the skin-tight uniforms. Oh, he had a bulge. I'm just presuming. How else do you know it's a he? Well, he was bending space and time in his pants. 
<laughs> Quesgar informed Betty the human race was in danger. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> we were going to destroy ourselves, but don't worry, because Quasgar and his merry band were here to save the day. Quasgar and Betty floated out into the backyard where an oval-shaped vessel was waiting. Your Uber has arrived. <laughs> Pretty much as soon as they were inside the vessel, the aliens got physical. They brought out a machine described as a cross between a human eye and a camera that had a probe with a needle on the end protruding from it. The probe's needle, so basically anything but an, an eye, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The probe's needle was inserted into Betty's navel. Why? Betty <laughs> describes the procedure as extremely painful. We get that. We got that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Quasgar lays his hand on her forehead. Maybe try laying some fucking Oxycontin. <laughs> Time for Oxycontin. <sighs> Seriously. Betty believes it was an attempt to comfort her. Give me some of your space drugs. Absolutely. You know your fucking like, clammy hand. Fucking, oh my God. You can fly like intergalactic, but you can't fucking give me a, you know, an upper. <laughs> The aliens, it seems, were a little puzzled and disappointed that, as they pointed out, parts of her body were missing. What? Yeah, that's a bit judgy. Jesus, first date's a bit much. Yeah. Uh, Betty assumes they were t- the parts they were talking about were the parts that she recently had taken out with her hysterectomy. I was going to say, is it her uterus? Because fuck, that's thrashed. <laughs> yeah, she says it had taken out. I think it could have just fell out. <laughs> yeah, fell out like a transmission out of a 71 Camaro. Just <laughs> bonk. I think the thing just went nuts. Nah, just <laughs> up and leapt. Just noped out of her. Like the house in Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Betty questioned the visitors as to why... They were so interested in her bits. <laughs> well, he brought his space junk. <laughs> Reportedly, she was told... Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we have to, because as time goes by, humankind will become sterile. They will not be able to reproduce. He's never been to a country town, has he? Ah. <laughs> They also stuck a smaller probe up her nose. <laughs> First time, Quasgar? <laughs> Wrong, old mate. Wrong. Uh, at least buy me a drink. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. This nasal sex is not what I expected. <laughs> they, well, they, I, well, I just assumed because people kept saying an orgasm was like sneezing. So why were you saying I don't put it up there? The analogy doesn't make sense then. It's time to boldly go when no one's gone before. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, smaller probe up her nose. And they withdrew a tiny spiked metallic ball. 
What the fuck? She been snorting. The aliens did not explain what this was, but in later hypnotherapy sessions, Betty would remember being abducted previously, and this was a kind of tracking device ah. they had inserted into her. There you go. After all this probing, Betty was taken into a round room that simply held eight armchairs. You gotta like Swedish minimalism, even in a spacecraft. <laughs> The aliens invited her to sit in one of the armchairs. <laughs> As you will see, our use of negative space is ironic, given we can bend space and time. When she did, pipes were forced into her mouth and in both of her nostrils. Holy shit! Escalated quickly. That really did. A thick fluid was then fed through the pipe into her mouth... Which made her calm. <laughs> I would definitely be feeling an emotion right now. Calm. Calm is not one of them. No. That's not, that's not what comes to mind with like forced tube insertion. <laughs> Unless it was like Irish cream liqueur. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, my God. Can you imagine they just pugged her directly up to like the Jimmy Bean keg? Oh. In the future, the beer bong has been replaced with the force feed whiskey tube. <laughs> Oh my god, you truly are great. <laughs> Your civilization is so advanced. <laughs> Teach us all that you have, Quasga. <laughs> That's why he hits Quasga. <laughs> he has to ride his bike everywhere because he lost his license. <laughs> oh my god. Then <clears throat> a clear canopy dropped down over her, ceiling over the armchair. Right. I'm just going to suggest, if you're going to seal someone in, armchair's probably not the most, I'm going to suggest, efficient way to do so. Because, I don't know, I'm just picturing a recliner. It may not have been a lazy boy, but in my mind, it's a lazy boy. Yeah, it's the kind of like a shopping centre massage chair, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to put 20 cents in. <laughs> Fucking Quasgar. <laughs> A clear canopy dropped down over her, sealing her over the armchair. The space inside the capsule was then filled with a grey liquid. Fuck me dead. On the set, right? They really do fucking bam it up a notch every time, don't they? Oh, they're, they're really in there. <laughs> From patting her on the head to basically submerging her in goop with a fucking cocaine fucking force feed tube in it. Yeah, we'll make you feel better. Gentle, like, palm on the forehead. What? Tube up, yeah. Crack. <laughs> Straight in. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord. So, yes, she's completely submerged in a grey liquid. Then the whole chair and the machine began to vibrate. <laughs> Somebody's got a big load. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole chair is now vibrating, causing Betty to vibrate. In what she would describe as a very pleasant way. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. Seven children in. She finally got her first. <laughs> well, they hadn't invented dryers for her to get her head stuck in. Oh, so. Literally had to go to space to get it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Story of my sex life. <laughs> I literally had to go to space to get it. Oh. Betty then felt her body being pushed back into the chair. As if the craft was exhilarating 
Exhilarating. That was a bit Freudian. (laughs) Or even accelerating. I'm sorry, I'm still on hot Jesus. At a fast speed. Betty says she was eventually released from the vibrating capsule and her clothes were now sopping wet. Yeah, that wasn't the fluid. (laughs) That was just from the vibrating chair. Yep. But seriously, if you're... Okay, there's... So they had to, like, you know, move a bit of her clothing to get up there with, you know, the naval pro. Yeah. Why not just get her kit off then? I don't know. And then let her get dressed after the soppy liquid. Like, wouldn't you nude her up? Then put her in the liquid? It just... Nobody puts... Do you know what I mean? Nobody... Like, you you husk the corn before you put it in the doodad. I just figure these aliens are like teenagers who've discovered fainting goats. And they're just like, watch this. If you put them in this thing, fill it with liquid and then make it vibrate. <laughs> Eventually she wants a cigarette. It's amazing. It's <laughs> the weirdest thing, man. She starts talking about her hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, she's standing there sopping wet. She says that two hooded humanoids appeared and they led her. All three of them floating above a black track that led through one dark tunnel after another. The only light she could discern was coming from the creature's clothing. Okay. So they were ravers? <laughs> Just got glow rings tied around themselves. Oh my God, what's that festival out in the desert? Coachella. <laughs> Why is this one wearing an Indian headdress? I don't get it. <laughs> it says it's an influencer? Yeah, what is that? Betty saw a dead end with a mirrored wall at the end of one of the tunnels, but the creatures showed no signs of slowing down. Fearing the impact, Betty closed her eyes and waited for the crash. But it never came. Oh, unlike her in that vessel. (laughs) Three times. (laughs) Betty opened her eyes and now found herself in what described as a vibrating infrared radiation. Bitch literally passed out and started to see Jesus. That's like, a she fucking saw lights. Big orgasm. That's a big orgasm. Oh, <laughs> I see Jesus. <laughs> and he's hot. <sighs> Betty and her companions continued to float on. She saw strange looking buildings that had windows but no glass and thin lemur like creatures that climbed up the buildings as they had suckers on the end of their fingers and eyes that sat on stalks. They watched them as they passed, so essentially nothing like a lemur. <laughs> Betty and her companions then floated through a membrane. Oh, that's never fun. If you're designing things, who designed something to have a membrane? Yeah. Like, see a psychiatrist. Like, that's, that's not cool. That's not cool, man. They emerged on the other side in a place that Betty described as green and beautiful like Earth. Oh. Overhead... Betty said she saw walkways that ran across the sky with huge domes sitting in the background. Then their eyes moved to a huge figure before them. As they approached, she could only see the silhouette of the figure against the almost blinding light behind it. As they got nearer, the object revealed itself to be a 15-foot-high statue of an eagle as it unfurled its wings. The fuck is this woman on? Tell you it's Coachella. 
Wow. I'm pretty sure this is what Trump dreams of. Then, as Betty and her escorts came to a stop in front of the statue, the eagle statue, she says, burst into flames and quickly burned down to ash. Then from the ash rose a grey, thick worm. Fucking hell. Betty says that the worm began to communicate with her telepathically. You know what they say? If you either eat the worm or start talking telepathically with the worm, you've gone too far. Yeah, what was in that grey liquid? I'm guessing it was DMT. The thick grey worm said... (coughs) You have seen and you have heard. Do you understand? (laughs) Betty used her mind to communicate back and said she was completely confused. Ah, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, just, I would just be like, fuck, are you tripping balls, dude? (laughs) What the fuck is this shit? What the fuck? Get me back on that vibrating chair and shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, my God. But the Grey Worm continued with its mind instructions. Okay. Just talking louder at it like a fucking... Like someone who does... Do you speak English? I have chosen you. I have chosen you to show the world. Betty said that she believed she was hearing the word of God. Radio. The worm then said it would give her a message. (laughs) The word of God or the worm of God? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? I have spent decades of my whole life looking for you. Worm of God. Oh, God damn it. It was a misprint. (laughs) That she would take back to humanity, but Betty claims that the worm now spoke in an alien language. So unless she was from fucking Florida and <laughs> probably he was speaking Spanish. Me- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you speak American? <laughs> So it's spoken in alien language and she had no idea what the message said. Can you imagine? It's like, I'm going to give you the answer <laughs> to the meaning of life. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so once it spoke in alien, Betty was then taken back to the original room and was returned to Massachusetts. It's a bit of a letdown. Just back into <laughs> life. What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm sure the worm had more to say. It took me up into the ship, gave me the best fuck I've ever had, and then a worm told me shit. <laughs> this fucking eagle exploded. I don't know. I don't know if it's okay. They're protected, you know. They're endangered. Can I get a fine? All their friends at the beauty parlour under those hair dryers just turn to each other. I heard if you have a good orgasm, the eagle explodes. <laughs> That's what I've heard happens. Oh my god! You're gonna say there's a lot of disappointed film, uh, like ladies who rocked up to the eagle has landed, and we're like, oh, oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Betty is now back in Massachusetts. Betty was confused. How could she convey a message she could not understand? Can you imagine? I have spoken with God, <laughs> and I have a message, and that message is. 
quicker. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so Benny was confused. So Quasgar said he would translate the message for Betty. Oh, good. Yeah, fucking- he's handy like that. No, fucking Quas. It's like you tip your server twenty percent. <laughs> the message, according to Quasgar was that humankind was following a dangerous course and that the answer was, in fact, love. Oh, thank you so much, fucking beetles from space. And human beings needed to find its wisdom through the spirit. Quasgar. It's like when you find out that lost, oh, they were just dead. Yeah. Ah, oh, for yeah. Fuck fuck's sake. sake. God damn, after <laughs> all that. Seven years of my fucking life with that fucking polar bear. What the fuck was yeah. that? Fucking smoke monster, my ass. Oh. I'd, I'd, I'd still, I would have I would have spent seven years having sex with Sawyer on that island. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, where was I? So, yeah, so he translated the message. And, yeah, get the message through the spirit. It's love. Blah, 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 blah. Quasgar also told her that other people had these similar messages planted in their minds. But, again, if you're going to do that, instead of, like, you know, getting in fondling people's navels and then have eagles exploding and putting stuff subconsciously in people's minds, fucking land at a grand final. Land at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And be like, yo, what up? If you want pee, that's how you get... Like, hover over the fucking White House. They've only got one Sibian machine. (laughs) They can't get everyone to fucking nut one out. It's a vibrating chair. It's going to take forever. Oh, God, we could build two of them. No! (laughs) Yeah, oh, my God. We we don't have the budget for that. The space worm tells us we can only have fucking one. (laughs) We said we'd we'd help, like, not make it our whole life mission. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, Betty was then returned to her house. It seems that at least one of the aliens, this is quite nice of them, had stayed with her family during her out-of-the-world experience. Help yourself to a icy pole in the fridge, mate. Exactly, you know. One of Betty's children, Becky, would later have regressional therapy. She would claim that she managed to shake herself free of the trance for for a few moments. She noticed their grey skin like clay, pear-shaped heads and almond-shaped eyes. She noticed that they had three thick fingers on each hand. Oh, of course they did. That's what you notice, Oh, yeah. Shaped like clubs. Hello. But then before she could act, calm down, little missy, she slipped back into unconsciousness. Oh, When Betty returned, the aliens left and the family awoke from their trance. Three hours and 40 minutes had passed. Not a bad route. (laughs) At the time, only Betty and her father had any recollection of something happening. As part of the investigation by the Centre for UFO Studies, after the regressional hypnotism, they also made Betty undergo a series of other tests. Firstly, they tested to see if Betty suffered from any mental disorders. She was ruled 
to be sane. There you go. I like to think they put a nice comforting, you know, hand on her <laughs> forehead while they did it. They also had Betty undergo lie detector and voice stress tests, which she all passed. Betty said that her alien encounter had left her life changed for the better. I can imagine. (laughs) Uh, Was it for the better or was it absolutely ruined? Like, you are never getting that vibrating chair experience back again. You'd be haunted. (coughs) Haunted. Just trying to recreate it for the rest of your life. Just a saddle on the Westinghouse. Yeah, kind of, but not quite. Quick, honey, quick, quick. Just put your hand on my forehead while this spin cycle's on. What? Just do it. Do you love me? You know what? I feel sorry for a dad who still has these, like, virgining issues. You know, was he free to explore them? I don't know. I like to think he did. Uh, So, her life changed for the better. Uh, Her skills and as an artist became better, she claims. There you go. And Betty used this talent, don't they all, to produce drawings of great detail of her alien experiences. Please tell me you have some. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. Now, in no- we'll get to them in a sec. In oh. 1987, or do you want to see the do you want to see the pictures now? I do. You want to see the pictures? Okay. Alright. Here are the pictures. Do you want to describe them to our viewers? Holy fuck. Okay. Um, you know those murals that you see in Northern <laughs> Ireland that show the fallen warriors who've taken on the British? Uh-huh. Imagine that, but slightly more homoerotic. Mm. Uh, this is very strange. There's there's essentially two giant Swedish people. I'm guessing Betty's the one in the, the nightgown. Yeah. Well, I would presume. Yeah. Presume so. Um, a very confused looking alien in a nice white suit. He looks like um, the plane, the plane. Oh, yes. He does. He looks like that guy. Um, overall. Um, it's the little alien fetuses that are just running around. That yeah, I love. that's they're a little adorable. Bit odd. I'd adopt them. Where's the Lima things? They're not here. Yeah, I know. Well, they're inside the vibrating ship. Yeah. Because they're outside the ship. Obviously, you keep your vibrating lemurs inside. Yeah. She, I, why isn't she just drawing the machine that made her fucking jizz? Oh, that's later on. Oh, can I have a yeah, look? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. All the next is are just different pictures. I've got the vibrating jizz chairs in there. She does very detailed analysis of the jizz armchair. That's very good. Um, yeah, her picture of what is her son playing some kind of game with an alien. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, and the, of course, he's got some bullshit 1960s toy that's a fucking ball with a stick. Yeah, it's probably the alien. Like, how are you confused by this piece of shit? It is a ball <laughs> and a stick. Are you a monkey? Come back to the ship and I'll stick you in the fuck shack. <laughs> Get you in this vibrating chair. We'll change your world. <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> oh, hello. All right, you- describe it for the listeners. For the listeners, well, number one... There's four of them next to each other. Hello. Uh, doors were closed. There was liquid in the air, lights that were able to swivel. It's basically the fucking beauty parlor. It looks like a beauty parlor from the 1960s. In space. Yeah. Is this the vibrating chair diagram? Vibrating chair diagram. It's got tubes and all sorts of shit in there. Basically, it, it does look like those shopping mall massage chairs. Yeah. But clearly, you're going to have to use a wet wipe on it and yeah. some Purell. Yeah. Which, you... are, you, are we still talking about the shopping mall ones? We are, yes. <laughs> now, the, the next one is a picture of some 
I'm, I'm guessing samples of people that these aliens have taken and stored oh, them. We'll, we'll come back to that. Is, um, and it's one more picture. That's a later experience. That okay. Oh, my God. What the fuck is this? This, this looks like an aquaponics experiment. <laughs> Essentially, you've got like what looks like a dead baby fucking alien in a, in a bell jar being cooked on the side of a Weber queue. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting. It's a lot really going on. odd. It's and very the, strange. Is that the one that the baby alien in the mask is wearing a mask? Yeah. And it ain't got no junk. No. That's why they need the vibrating chairs, mate. <laughs> Rub that space nub. <laughs> no, the the picture where it's got all like basically all the different people's like Oh my god! It looks like Rasputin. I was going to say they got Rasputin in there. Um, a it looks like Sitting Bull. Um, there's a woman from China. It's like basketball cards. Yeah, there's like little orphan Annie. Um, <laughs> basically, she would have after this. She would have more regressional therapy. Yeah, and she would claim that she. This is when she reckons that she claims that she remembers having that object shoved up her nose to track her that she forgot about. Yeah, she reckons that um, she remembers when she was five. Okay. She was abducted, and this time she was taken on a spaceship. But instead of going into space, the spaceship crashed into the ocean. It crashed into a church. <laughs> and then she went into an underground tunnel. Okay. Um, and in there, there were all these, like, what they were collecting basically was human samples. Because when we all went sterile, they would have, like, basically samples of every, you know, beings and of the race. Um, yeah. All the different varieties of Earth. So they could... I guess, you know. Ruin another planet? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what that picture was. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she went on, she drew lots of paintings about all of her experiences. In 1987, Betty would discover an indented scar on her calf that she had no recollection as to the source of the injury. We've all had too much to drink. Yeah, we've all been there. Oh yeah. my God, I've got some. One year later, the man who had been recording her encounters, Raymond E. Fowler, found a similar scar on his leg that he could not remember how it occurred. Another investigator, Bud Hopkins, offered his opinion. He had seen similar marks and found them common on alien abductees due to cell sampling testing done by the aliens during an abduction. Rightio. The man, uh, and I believe like the, the man who was recording a lot of her encounters doesn't remember ever being abducted by an alien. That'd fuck with your head, wouldn't it? As time went on, Betty travelled to UFO conventions retelling her story. She gave hundreds of interviews for television, radio talks, and even had books written about her and her encounter. She married her second husband, Bob Luca. They spent many years travelling around America as Betty spread the word of her encounters. As a vibrating chair saleswoman. (laughs) Betty and Bob eventually settled in Florida. Betty actually passed away... Only a, just recently. Oh. On March the 18th, 2022. No shit. Oh, there you go. So about a month uh, a, a month and a half ago. 
uh, she passed away. Now, this is an interesting one because it's always – this is – because you're a real UFO nerd. Yeah. Okay. And with alien abductions. What do you think of people who claim to have – UFO abduction stories, but those stories only come out after hypnotherapy or regressional hypnotherapy. Um, look, it's it's hard to pin down. There is there is a genuine link between psychological trauma and your brain's ability to compartmentalize stuff, uh-huh. and there is, I suppose, some valid. There is some validity to being able to revisit some of those experiences. I don't think it's the kind of thing that you can rely on in court and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always found the ones that are more compelling are the people that remember them uh, and just don't want to fucking talk about them. Mm-hmm. I've always found those more compelling. Yeah, as opposed to someone who oh, just just happened to go to regressional therapy and just happened to find out about alien abduction and that led to, oh, my God, it turns out I was actually abducted before that yeah. and then went on a national press tour. And yeah, sold that's some a bit books. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very different. I've come across a few on Twitter uh, that are UFO Twitter at the moment is just unfucking readable because it's just nerds dis- dissecting Louise Elizondo's CV. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know who that is. Oh, whistleblower guy. It's oh, fuck- was, was that the guy from like. Um- he was in the ATIP program. He was the fucking. He was the guy who ended up on stage and working with Tom DeLong from fucking Blink 182. So he was a former government operative and a spy who worked in Iraq and Afghanistan who then headed up the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. What I can add to that is one of the band members of Blink 182 is now doing a Kardashian. Is he? Oh, that's right. Um, the drummer. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing he's doing that really dull one, <laughs> the, the dull one that really is just there because of Kim's ass. They're all pretty fucking dull. Yeah, but no, but this one, even by their standards, is so fucking dull. There you go. Like, oh, dull, so dull. Like actively, like I love my life, and life is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Whenever she just, even just seeing her face, ah, oh, I'm like, I'm driven to try and slit my wrist. Yeah. I'm like, ah, she's so dull. Yeah. Yeah, but that one. Hey, wasn't he like totally afraid of flying because he almost burnt to death in an airline crash? I thought you were going to say in a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> no, he uh, he had a really severe um, burn from uh, from an airline crash. Holy shit! And apparently he was like, "No, I don't fucking I don't fly anywhere." So they just drove yeah. to do tours. Okay. And like the, the Kardashian then his was like, "Nah, fuck that, you're flying." And he's like, oh, "Okay." And he had to get on a plane and white knuckle it through a fucking plane ride. That is literally living proof of the power of the pussy. <laughs> it has led to some very stupid decisions. All every decision on earth has been made either for pussy or dick. Pretty much. Yeah. Like every decision, especially oh, the bad ones. There's some bitch in the Kremlin right now who's just sitting there filing her nails just going, you know, Vladimir. <laughs> If you were to invade Ukraine with a really poorly equipped army <laughs> that's especially vulnerable. I might let you put in. <laughs> Let's see your three long clay-like fingers. Block, Vladimir Puta. Oh, so wrong. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this is the most derailed episode we've ever done. I know, seriously. We need structure. <laughs> We sound, like, sound like we're giving 
our testimony to the court. They just need structure, Your Honor. <laughs> they just need structure. I'm having a very turbulent time in my life. I have a funny tummy. I have an ingrown hair. Oh, and I've got, oh my God, I told you I have 55 days and I have to like move to a new house. I got yeah. my like notice that they're, yeah. But that's no excuse for us. <laughs> Think of our listeners as Johnny Depp's bed. And we've just come into their homes and dropped a grumpy on it. In the words of the great Mr. Depp himself. It was this work of art. <laughs> it was human fecal matter. All right. Well, you know, yeah, with this episode, I think all we can do is look to uh, hot Jesus and hope for deliverance. But uh, in these unsettling time. Just remember, real mothmen eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. I'm going to keep saying it. (laughs) Tell it to the judge. (laughs) Uh, Let's end this madness.